0: Today's episode is one of those follow-up episodes, or rather, just keeping you up-to-date episodes, and so we don't have a strict agenda for recording today, per se. And um, that's because I had a meeting earlier with um, an old friend. Her name is Chioma Okoro, and she currently works with Woot Lab. That is W-O-O-T-L-A-B, Woot Lab. Really cool logo. The OO is the infinity symbol, and I asked her about that to the end. Uh, well, she didn't give me an answer. She said she'll have to speak to the partners, and so she'll get back to me um, about that. Anyway, so today's episode is not about um, the fact that I just had a meeting only, or that they have a cool infinity um, logo. But um, in the conversation that followed during the meeting, where well, we're talking about all things uh, business related, uh, where their own business is heading towards. Oh, by the way, Wood Lab is a software development um, company. So we've got to talk about some of the interesting projects that they're working on, trainings with the state governments, like I think Quara State Government, and they also have something that is currently on the books for uh, Borno State um let's see um what else so talking about different project i just wanted to get a sense of um you know their business their uh, target audience how they grow their sales um stuff like that because they're a company that i hope to do some work with in the future um especially since they do lots of um Training and uh, facilitation when it comes to these um, sorts of things, uh, business-related matters. So that's the main reason why I went there for the meeting. Apart from that, it was also a good idea just to catch up anyway because I've known her since about 2000 and, um, let's say, 2018, maybe 2017. Back then, she was with Ventures Park, and we met uh, through a program that um, I was the photographer for Uh, Then I think that was through the British Council And that's when we first met Back when she was with Ventures Park In Abuja And um, eventually she was also going to be a photography client But that deal uh, didn't uh, pull through So we've known each other for quite a while So it was a nice way to come and uh, talk business uh, Find out where it is that they're headed um, And uh, see how uh, the interests kind of So anyway, in all that um, back and forth And uh, random chatting here and there That's during the meeting. I was talking about my uh, part of my uh, business process and how I like to um, round up trainings and the follow up that I go through afterwards to be sure that people got uh, value out of the occasion. Because I am not just content with showing up, doing my training, um, collecting my money, and then leaving. But I want to be sure that we've had an impactful session and that people have gotten their values worth. And I always want to be able to get specific and concrete testimonials about what part of the training got the most benefit because it helped you to make money or improve your productivity or um, what have you. And at that point, you can see that her eyes just lit up and she said it's really good uh, that I'm doing that because a lot of trainers just show up, they collect the check, and then they leave. Um, I'm not surprised that that is what a lot of trainers would do because speaking to wedding industry professionals and to people in other walks of life and business, I've come to find that uh, folks just want to show up cut the check, and then leave. And they don't want to do the difficult work of uh, following up afterwards. Oh, I called it follow-up. Sometimes I called it follow-through. But then what she called it was monitoring and evaluation because that is what they do as a business. So they do monitoring and evaluation after the training is done. And they have a fixed cadence where they reach out a couple of days after the training. They reach out a month after the training. uh, And then what else? A month and then I think three months. Um, and that was for the campaigns where they were teaching people software development skills because they are concerned not just about making sure that people are really good when it comes to coding and software development, but they want to be sure that people are now either employed or using that um, the skills that they have learned to... Um, to start a business or a side hustle or something like that. So that is part of their follow-up cadence. And for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, I hope you can see how this is an example about how there are no fixed rules um, um, per se. So for them, that's how they build up their cadence. The training is done. They reach out in one month. They reach out in three So, uh, for these things, you just start with whatever is comfortable, um, you test, get some feedback, and then you reiterate and you improve on your process as you go along. But the long and short is, no matter what the cadence is, whether your cadence is measured out in days, because like my own cadence is measured out in days. I would not wait one week after um, a training, which is not to say what they're doing is not optimal. So uh, my cadence is measured in days. They measure their own cadence in months. But the thing is, you ought to have your own cadence, your own uh, process, your own timeline. Uh, by the way, I think one year is too long. So don't say your own cadence is one year. Because whether you're a trainer or you're a wedding photographer or you're a wedding event planner, one year, too much water has gone under the bridge. They really can't remember you. They really can't remember a whole um, lot of stuff. So um, we need to have our uh, cadence. We need to have a, a, a time frame around these sorts of things. So um, that's the bottom line, really. So time frames might vary, and what you call it might be different. I say follow-up and follow-through. They say monitoring and evaluation. Uh, other people in the tech space uh, say... Um, customer success. But whatever it is that we call it in, um, whatever industry that we're involved in, I hope this is a concrete example about how we ought to have these processes. Because um, I've said it time and time again on the podcast that that is one way that we can unlock residual income to make sure that our clients keep coming back And uh, they refer us and uh, bring their friends, family, and associates along because it's through processes like these that you're going to get repeat business. So how it works for Wood Lab is when they do their M&E, that's their monitoring and evaluation, they use um, Google, no, sorry, not Google Docs. They use uh, some, uh, some, uh, what's it called, questionnaire. Is it a questionnaire? They use some kind of questionnaire. um, uh, Gosh. I can't remember. It's, it's, a, it's a tech thing anyway, so it's some sort of questionnaire thing, you know, drop-downs, you type in some stuff and, uh, you know, fancy tech stuff. You know how you, uh, those of you who are tech savvy, how you guys like to roll. So, yeah, there's is more fancy and uh, tech-based, and from that, they're able to get um, hardcore data that, okay, we trained 1,000 people out of the 1,000 200 got jobs three months later on and then out of uh, the remaining you know 100 were able to start businesses and on and on so when they get that hardcore data that is what they now use to approach um, other stakeholders and other partners to see if they can scale the program or roll it out in another region. And that's really smart. So, you do this training, let's say in Taraba state, and then you take the data and then you can go to the county state governor and say, Look, this is what we did for a brother in Taraba. We showed up, we rolled up the campaign, we trained 10,000 people. Out of that 10,000 people, we're able to see uh, that we got uh, two thousand into job placements, and we're able to get uh, five hundred uh, people to start off um, their own business. So this is a hardcore uh, data. This is raw data that can be used as part of your business presentation to get um, mm-hmm. other uh, to get to get other other gigs. And so this is an example about how um, you can use follow up opportunities to get. Um, other business opportunities in the future. So for those of us in the wedding space, of course, it will be tied much more directly into referrals and, um, yeah, referrals and things like that. But anyway, the bottom line is um, it's something that we ought to be doing, not just in in our wedding businesses, but in whatever other business that we have on the side. And finally, I hope this is an example of how um, keeping in touch with your former clients is a good idea. Whether you meet them in NGO work, <clears throat> excuse me, or whether you happen to meet them because um, you were the uh, they were your clients in wedding work, or they could have been potentially your client, clients because Chairman and I. That's also another thing that. Um, Another point kind of that pushed our relationship further, because we happen to be um, talking as wedding vendors at a certain point. So um, what was I? Okay, yeah, so I hope this is an example about how it's also important to keep in touch with your um, previous clients because you don't know what business opportunities might come out of it. So a couple of years ago, that's what we happened to be talking about. We happen to be talking wedding related affairs, but then you push it down three or four years uh, later down the line. And we're now talking about business opportunities uh, in the tech space and the human development space. So let's not have this mentality, please, that weddings are one and done. The thing is, even if a wedding is one and done, let's keep in touch with our clients because... Um, networking just makes business sense. You don't know what the future holds. So let's keep in touch with our past clients and let's uh, network um, wisely. So yeah, that's it for today. No strict agenda. Just to fill you guys in on folks that I'm uh, talking to, that I'm out about and that I'm meeting. And um, I hope that this interaction has been able to flesh out Two really important things that we talk about over and over and over again on the podcast so that you guys can see that this is real life. This is not just being um, academic. So, yes, you've collected the money. You're done with the wedding, but still keep in touch. And yes, you've collected the money uh, and you don't want any more hassles. You just want to move on with your life, but still come up with your own M&E process, monitoring and evaluation, or with your own customer success process, or with your own follow-up and follow-through or relationship-building process, or whatever it is you want to call it, these things are really, really important. Because we have collected the money up front, but let's not forget that there are lots of business opportunities on the back end, and there's still money to be collected on the back end as well. So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. Thank you very much for your time and attention. You guys have a wonderful weekend as we're rolling into one this uh, Friday. There'll be one more recording tomorrow on um, Saturday. And uh, as usual, there'll be no recording on Sunday because that's the day that I pay attention to the other podcast, which is the So You're Getting Married podcast where we talk about all things marriage and relationship related. So you guys have fun. I'll catch you at the next recording tomorrow.